He's chosen you for that. He's chosen you to be a musician. He's chosen you to be a health team. He's chosen you to be a parent. He's chosen you to be a student. He's chosen you to be a husband. He's chosen you to be a wife. He's chosen you for what he has called for you to do. And he's also empowered you and equipped you for that. Whatever God chose you for, he gives you the power. You're now in tune to the Heaven Bound Broadcast with Pastor Richard D. Dobbs of Overcomers Christian Center in Billerica, Georgia. Now prepare to be empowered and equipped with the rich word of God. Notice, if you will, Luke chapter 1, verse 38, which reads as follows. Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Notice in that middle part of the text, let it be to me, let it be to me, let it be to me. But she had a requirement according to your word. Based on that, I want to talk to you from this topic. Let it be to me. Let it be to me. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for your word this morning. Thank you for allowing us to celebrate your birth. Thank you that we, we thank God that we even know why we're celebrating. Thank God we know why and who we're celebrating. And Father, we're so grateful for that. Father, help us as we go into the word of God to understand, to grow, to learn, to prosper, to be delivered, to celebrate your birth. Just everything that goes with this word this morning. Thank you for these precious believers who have taken time out of their schedule to be with us this morning to hear what you have to say. Thank you for giving us a letter this morning that's going to help us in our walk with you as we continue to be strong, anointed faith walkers. We love you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Let those that agree say amen. I believe that as a faith walker, it's important that our faith continues to evolve, to develop, to progress, and to mature as we hear and gain insight of God's written and revealed word. How do we, how does that happen? Romans 10 and 17 gives us a clue. Romans 10 and 17 reads as follows. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if I'm going to develop, I'm going to progress, I'm going to mature and evolve in the word of God, I need to hear. Because my faith, my confidence, and my conviction in God's written, written and revealed word comes by hearing. It comes by being taught. It comes by receiving what's being preached to me. It comes from receiving godly instructions and hearing by the word of God. In other words, if I'm going to be persuaded that God can do anything except fail, I must continue to hear his word, believe his word, and apply his word in my everyday life. In my experience, the less you hear, faith seems to decrease. But the more you hear and the more you understand, your faith seems to increase. If my conviction is going to develop to the point that I'm convinced that he is sovereign and he is the ruler of all things, I must continue to gain understanding of God's word. Because I want my beliefs, I want my opinions, I want what I think about Jesus to be lined up with the written and revealed word of God. So in turn, I can understand why he's a sovereign ruler in every area of my life. If I want to gain understanding of God's word, I have to be hungry for his word. I'm coming to church seeking for a word from God. As I pray throughout the week, I'm asking the Lord to confirm and guide and direct me in his word. While I desire to be fully persuaded at all times, I understand that our faith has to be developed over time. See, and our faith develops through trials, tests, as well as tribulations. Our faith develops as we take the word of God, hear it, and apply it in our everyday life. 
And even though you may go through a trial, even though you may go through a test, you're still applying the word of God. And the more you apply it, the more your faith grows and it becomes stronger in your walk with Christ. We have scriptures like Romans 12 and 3, which reminds us to keep humble because we realize that our faith levels are different in God and how he distributed that faith to each and every one of us. But it's up to us to build on our measure of faith. Let's go to Romans 12 and verse 3. The book of Romans chapter 12 and verse 3. For I say through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. Let's look at that scripture a little closer. For I say through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt, has distributed to each one, to each one in the green, each one in the blue, each one in the black, each one in the red, a measure or a portion of faith. Your belief in the written and revealed word of God. You got a portion of faith. In fact, your faith can be used toward God or it can be used toward something else. You can trust other things more than you can trust God. But I want to talk to us about trusting God. Because when he gives you a portion, it's up to us to produce or generate, create as well as yield from our portion. And some of us have had have little faith when it comes to certain things. And I've been guilty. I've, I've had little faith when it comes to certain things. When I say little faith, meaning my measure was small. Yet it's up to me to continue to hear his word and cause our small faith to be at a higher level of faith. You can tell when your faith is small because you start, when you hear things, you start to worry. You start to get anxious. You start to get fearful and you start to get fretful. For example, they start talking about something medical. You start to get worried. You start to get anxious. You start to get fearful and you start to get fretful. Start talking about your finances. You start to get worried. You start to get anxious. You start to get fearful and you start to get fretful. You got problems going on. You start to get worried. You start to get anxious. You start to get fearful and you start to get fretful. It's a sign of little faith. But do not fear. Because let me say this to you, little faith can be turned into great faith. Oh, God, I thank God it can because I've been guilty. I've had and you don't really know until it comes. The news comes up into your uh, to your sight and to your life. Somebody tells you something. You think you're walking around in great faith. And, but as soon as you hear it, you may be smiling on the outside, but on the inside, you're worrying. You get you're anxious, you're fearful and you're fretful. It's a sign there's little faith. You, you get a report from the doctor and you say, I'm, you walk in there by faith, but when you first hear it, you become worried, you become anxious, you become fearful, and you become fretful. And, and let me say this to you. You won't be the first one to experience something like that. And I pray that you will continue to learn to grow from that and not let that be a part of your M.O. You'll continue to grow from that. And, we, and sometimes when you get in that situation, you begin to question God in the sense that we're not, you're not as confident in the things that are going to work out for your good, like Romans 8 and 28 tells us. You may not deem that coming and hearing God's word as important as other things in life. And even though we, we speak uh, Romans 10 and 17, so that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, we find ourselves in a season in our lives where we have little faith. And I, I'm not mad with you with little faith. I'm just saying learn to grow from it. Recognize where you are in Christ and learn to grow from it. Let me give you a few examples. Go to Matthew 6, 28 and verse 30. Matthew chapter 6, verse 28 through 30. Matthew chapter 6, verse 28 through 30. So notice what it says. So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. Neither, they neither toil nor spin. Yet I say to you that Solomon, all this glory, was not arrayed like one of these. 
Verse 30. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? You trusting a little bit? You got you lacking confidence in Jesus? And as a maturing faith walker, I need to be able to recognize if I'm operating in little faith or great faith. I need to recognize it. And, and, and let me say this to you. Repent. Repent. I messed up. I, I'm operating in little faith. I, I thought I was a big faith walker. But I got this situation came up in my life, and I got to repent because I realized I'm operating in little faith. But thank God, God can do something about little faith. He can change little faith into big faith. See, Jesus gives us an example of great faith as he spoke to the centurion who was seeking healing for a servant. Let's go to Matthew chapter 8, verse 8 through 10. Matthew chapter 8, verse 8 through 10. The Bible reads as follows. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof. But only speak a word, and my servant will be healed. For I am also a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes. And to another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who follow, Surely I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. Isn't that powerful to know that you can have great faith? large faith. I'm, and I thank God there's some people in this room, you had little faith, but as your faith has grown, you got large faith now. You're believing God for the supernatural in your life. You're believing that God can do all things save fail. You believe that God can heal any sickness or disease that come up in your body. You look at your bank account, you don't get fretful, you don't get worried. You say God gonna supply the need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. You get a little something Something going on in your body, you don't fret, you don't get worried. You say, God can heal this too. He healed me once, and he'll heal me again. Lord, you got a problem come up in your life. You say, God, to take care of this because all things are working together for my good because I love God and I'm called according to his purpose. I'm getting happy now. Y'all better help me now. Listen, God is able to do all things except fail. Are y'all following me here? God is a God of more than enough. He can do all things. He can do all things. He can do all things. See, I believe great faith can cause miracles to be manifested as it did in the birth of our Savior. Because Mary had signs following her. Mary had a word from God, and she carried that word until the promise was manifested. She literally not only carried the word, but she carried the word. Y'all remember that Mary had a word from God and you know, you know how in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Well, Mary carried that word. But not only did Mary carry that word, she also heard a word and she carried that word with her in her life. She sustained that word. She held on to it. And I believe Mary held on to the word now. And, and, and I know what it's like, and I know some of you know what it's like to hold on to the word despite the circumstances that you deal with in your life. And I believe the Holy Spirit is telling us that we must care, be carriers of God's word. The promise is guaranteed, but we must hold on to his word, understanding that full manifestation is a process. It's definitely a process. Let's go to the book of Luke chapter 1. Our main scripture for tonight, let's kind of look at the focus verses. Luke chapter 1, verse 26 through 28. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and considered what manner of greeting this was. 
Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Verse 34, then Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold, the maid servant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. There's so much in this, Lord Jesus, help me to get it done. First of all, I want to look at some portions of the scripture to give us an understanding that comes when you're a carrier of God's word. When you're a carrier of God's word, we're going to start off in Luke chapter one. We'll start at verse. We'll start at verse 26. Now, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Now, we see that Gabriel knew exactly where he was going. He knew he was going to a city of Nazareth. He was going to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. And I thought about this as I was meditating upon this in my mind. And I could see Mary just doing whatever she was doing in the house and where she was at. And all of a sudden, this person comes in or angel comes in because Mary didn't know who it was. And and he walks in and he says, rejoice. And and I don't know about you, but somebody walk in my house without knocking. I'm going to kind of look at him kind of funny just for a moment. Oh, y'all pray. I know everybody real spiritual up to that point. Well, I'm going, okay, okay, hey. And they said, say, rejoice. Okay. You walk through my house. I don't hear nobody knocking. And notice what it says, highly favored one. You're honored with blessings. And not only that, you're blessed. You're called to prosper. You're, you're, I'm going, you're going to be made happy. You're going to be consecrated. And my, one of my favorite definitions in this particular text, you're going to be devoted to God. Wow. Devoted to God. The angel told Mary to rejoice or be glad. You're highly favored or honored among women. The angel or messenger told her she was blessed. And I like the definition devoted to God because it, it came into play as she went on her journey. Mary was chosen by God. God did not choose, excuse me, Mary did not choose this assignment. The assignment was chosen for her. I know some of y'all are saying, well, Pastor Dobbs, I, uh, I, I chose this. No, really, God chose you. And he chose you with an assignment. And when he chose you, he said, hey, you're highly favored and blessed. But you're highly, fla- highly favored and blessed in your assignment. Are y'all seeing this now? See, God, had chosen, God has chosen each and every one of us to fulfill a purpose. He has empowered and equipped you for that purpose. And before you look in too deep, let me say this. See, he has empowered and equipped us to be parents, students, leaders, business people, homeowners, witnesses, givers, prayers, worshipers, faith walkers, and so forth. He's chosen you for that. 
He's chosen you to be a musician. He's chosen you to be a helps team. He's chosen you to be a parent. He's chosen you to be a student. He's chosen you to be a husband. He's chosen you to be a wife. He's chosen you for what he has called for you to do. And he's also empowered you and equipped you for that. Whatever God chose you for, he gives you the power in order to do it. I appreciate God doing it. I'm glad God didn't choose me. And all of a sudden you're on your own when you do it. God had, he empowered and he equipped us. But let me say this to you. One never said it would be easy to accomplish your assignment. Let me let that sink in just for a moment. One never said it would be easy to accomplish your assignment. But the Lord has given us a word to help us along the way, just like he did Mary. And he gave him the power of the Holy Spirit. See, Mary had received a word from the angel or messenger, and now she had to carry that word until it came to pass or the birth of Jesus. But I submit to you, not only did Mary have to keep the word, the word also kept her. The word also kept her. Not only did Mary have to carry the word, but the word kept her, in my opinion, this is my opinion, through some difficult times. Difficult times. Let me give you a few examples. Matthew 1 and 19. Matthew 1 and 19. I want to, in my mind, this is my mind. may not have been difficult to her, but in my mind, this would have been a difficult situation. Matthew 1 and 19 reads as follows. Then Joseph, a husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. Now, notice Joseph was a husband when the scripture was read. He's a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. He's going to send her away. He would say, depart from me. I'm dismissing you. I'm keeping it a secret. But you got to go. And you notice how Mary responded to that? She just held on to God's word. And to me, this is a time that the word carried her through this situation. Because I don't know about you, but if, in my mind, Mary did nothing wrong. But her husband was getting ready to put her away secretly. And and it's and in so many words, he accused her of some do, doing some things, but she still respected Joseph's decision. And in, and you don't read nowhere where she's complaining, she's disputing, or getting upset with Joseph. Why? Because she knew who she was. She had gotten the word from the angel, and she held on to that word. This is my mind. She held on to that word. And when she held on to it, not only did, did the word, she hold on to it, but the word carried her through that situation. I don't know about you, but if your husband will put you away for something you didn't even do, that could be trouble. That could be grounds for you might be upset. Hey, I didn't do nothing wrong, and you accusing me of doing something? I just got a word from God, and God told me I'm highly favored and blessed, and I'll be carrying the son of the highest, and here you are trying to put me away. But no, she did not complain or get upset. And let me, I, always, I believe this too. A good witness has confidence in what they tell you, despite what other people tell you. A good witness. When you're telling people about Jesus, and you're telling them that God is a keeper, and other people say, well, God ain't keeping me. No, God is still a good witness, a good keeper, despite what I deal with in life. The word carries us when we're dealing with family situations, disputes, and helps us to deal properly the right way. See, one thing I like about Mary, what I read here in Scripture, she dealt with situations in the right way. She dealt with what was going on in her life, disputes and the misunderstandings. She dealt with it in the right way. And a good witness, a good witness is going to deal with situations in the right way. Another thing she had to do, she had to hold on to the word when she had to travel to Bethlehem late in her pregnancy. 
Go to Luke chapter 2. Let me show you this to you. Now, let me say, I know, Pastor Dobbs, you've never been pregnant before. But I was with my wife when she was pregnant. And I knew that was a difficult situation in some points of it. So Luke chapter 2, verse 1 through 6 tells us this. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all, uh, me, that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Quintus was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judah to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. Mary had to keep the word while she was traveling this late in her pregnancy. But one thing I truly believe is that the word kept her while she traveled. And I believe the word keeps us more than what we get credit sometimes. I believe the word keeps us when we're going through rough trials and tribulation. I believe sometimes it's not so much that we're doing, we're so much great faith walkers, but it's that the word keeps us in times when we don't feel like being kept. You've been working and the word kept you while you're working. You're in a business situation and the word kept you while you're in this business situation. You got family things going on and the word kept you while you were in this family situation. The word's been keeping you not just in 2022, but 2021, 2019, 2018, 2017. You know you ain't been the greatest person that's been a Christian, but God's been keeping you all the whole time. It's the word keeping us. Not only are we keeping the word, but the word is keeping us too. I believe Mary was kept even while she was going, completing this journey late in her pregnancy. And not only did the word keep her then, the word had to keep her when there was no room for them in the end. The very next verse, Luke chapter 2, verse 7. And she brought forth her firstborn son. And wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the end. She had to go to a manger to have a baby. I believe the word kept her during that process. I believe the word kept her during that process. I don't know of one person that probably wants to hear that there's no room for you in the end. So now you got to go out into a manger to have a baby. Your first child and now you got to go into a manger. The word kept her. I believe not only was Mary keeping the word, but the word was keeping her. During this time, we don't hear Mary complaining or getting upset or doubting that the word was spoken into her life by the angel. This is where the point where the word was carrying her until she could deliver the Messiah. And how many times does the word carry us through trials, family issues, family challenges, business or school problems? And any other issue that comes our way, how many times has the word been carrying us while we've been going through? How many times has the word carried your family? How many times has the word carried your body? How many times has the word carried your, your mind? Oh, God, this, those minds that have stayed on thee, those minds will I keep in perfect peace. How many times has the word carried us? Thank God for the word carrying us. And I, I like the fact in 2022, the word carried us all year long. What word carried us? For we walk by faith, not by sight. Faith walkers in 2022, it carried us all year long. Here we are at the end of 2022, and faith walkers has carried us all year long. That word has kept us all year long. Sometimes we even know we're walking by faith, but we just kept on following the written and revealed word of God, and God just kept on carrying us. Faith walkers has been carrying us all year long and will continue to carry us through our Christian journey. The declaration that the angel made to Mary was not only that she could be highly favored and blessed, but remember what she said, let it be to me according to your word. And you seem like to me, when you hear something like that, you highly favored and blessed. You're like, oh, this is going to be a good time, ain't it? Mary had to deal with, there was no room for them in the end. She had to travel late in her pregnancy. And her husband wanted to put her away. And she still had 
a godly attitude the whole way. Now, some of y'all looking at me funny like you to me. I've been all, I've been just like Mary. Would you? Would you? Oh, you bet they're in my office talking about Pastor Dog. You don't know what this man did to me. He tried to put me out the house. And I ain't, I'm pregnant. He ain't put me. I'm like, bro, you trying to put a pregnant woman out the house? <laughs> you see how he kept her? No. You see how God kept him, Mary, the whole time? She had heard a word. You think like it's going to be, oh, it's going to be a wonderful time, ain't it? No. She went through some a difficult situation. And you know what was also you got to think about too? The king wanted to kill her baby. The king wanted to kill her baby. Mary had to hold on to that word that whole time. And you say, well, I'm highly favored and blessed. Yeah, I know we highly favored and blessed, but we willing to go through what Mary went through. Are y'all seeing this here? I'm not saying that God, listen, this is what you got to understand. Because Mary went through what she went through, she was blessed by it. She was blessed by it. But you see why she was chosen? This is what you need to understand. You're chosen too. But I'm not saying everything you've chosen to do is going to be wonderful. Sunshine going to be shining outside. Hallelujah. Sometimes it's going to be cold outside. Sometimes it's going to rain. But God will keep you through whatever you're dealing with. Why? Because you're chosen. When God chooses you, he knows what you're getting ready to go through. And he knows how to get you through it as well. My second point is this. God is constantly planting a seed of promise in me to bring forth, to bring forth in faith. Luke 1 and 31. Luke 1 and 31. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. And you will conceive or form or develop in your womb. And then when you, what you conceive, you're going to bring it forth. You're going to produce something. You're going to bear something. And see, God used a messenger, a messenger to bring forth a promise in Mary's life. And I believe God is doing the same thing to do today. He's bringing forth a messenger to bring forth a promise in your life. He's, bring, he's sending forth a messenger to bring forth a promise of healing in your life. He sent forth a messenger to bring forth deliverance in your life. He's bring, he sent forth a messenger on a Sunday morning on December 25th to tell you that God's going to prosper you and be in health even as your soul prosper. He's bringing forth a promise to you that, that, that God has said what he said and he meant what he meant and his word will come to pass in our lives. The word going to work. The word is going to work. It's going to bring forth the promise that God brings forth in our life. And it's going to cause our life to be better. When I say when God declares to us better is here, bigger is here, bigger is coming, better is here, better is coming. It's a promise that's going to come to pass. And this is what you need to understand. It's going to come to pass despite what you go through. Despite what you go through, I thank God trials and tribulations and bad times can't stop God's promises for coming to pass in your life. It can't stop it because you notice even everything after Mary went through, the wise man brought gold, frankincense, and myrrh over to, over to Jesus and when he was approximately almost two years old back to his house. Listen, they never stopped the promise from coming. It, it might have delayed it, but I promise you it was right on time. And God's doing the same thing for us today. Some things may be delayed, but it will not stop the promise of God coming to pass in your life. Listen, some people will try to stop it. Some people will say, hey, you don't deserve it. You don't, you don't listen, it's not a part of the plan for God's plan for your life, but the devil is alive. Whatever God promised me, it's going to come to pass in my life. Woo! How many want the promises of God? I'm telling you, you want every promise God has for you, don't you? And I love the fact, and I got, I say this for later, but let me say this to you. When God gives you a promise, he wants you to experience it. He wants you to have it. He, God doesn't give you a promise that he don't want you to experience it. He don't want, he don't tease nothing at you. When God promises you something, he wants you to experience it. Therefore, we have the Holy Spirit. My third point, I recognize the necessity of the Holy Spirit coming upon them and overshadowing them. 
Luke 1 and 35. And the angel said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also the Holy One who was born, who's to be born, will be called the Son of God. Notice the Holy Spirit will come upon you, overtake you. And the power of the highs will overshadow you or envelop you or hang over you. Therefore, also the Holy Ones we born will be called the Son of God. See, the Holy Spirit will come upon you to work the promises of God that he has made in your life. The Holy Spirit gives us the power to carry out the will of God for our life. You want to know how you're going to get it done? The Holy Spirit is going to help you. You wonder how you're going to accomplish that? The Holy Spirit is going to work with you. You wonder how you're going to get it done? Because I don't have, I don't have the skill. I don't have the ability. Let me tell you something. God has all the skill. He has all the ability and he knows what he called for you to do and he knows what you need in order to get it done. We say, Pastor, I don't know if I can do it or not. If God calls you to it, he will help you to get it through. Let me give you one quick example. Some of us were parents, and when, we, when that child came home, we said, uh-oh, we got to take care of this child now. Because that child came with no handbook. None whatsoever. When that baby starts crying, what do you do? When that baby gets sleepy, what do you do? When do you change diapers? When do you feed that child? Who helped you? The Holy Spirit? Because y'all know when our natural child like a Billy wasn't. I thank God God sent somebody over to our house to help us along the way. Because Dobbs didn't know what he was doing. I know how to hold a baby. I, do, I can hold a baby. I can hold a baby, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sit, uh, sit my sister with the help of God. No, we need help. Because I want nobody to touch the baby. No, don't touch it. A fragile little baby girl. That's like tree like that at 20-something years old. I know, help us all, help us all. But see, it, you have to know. You don't know. Holy Spirit helped you along the way. Let me tell you something. You'll get a job one day, a promotion one day. And you're like, how in the world am I going to do this job? How am I going to do this promotion? You'll get a business idea one day. And you'll say, how am I going to do this business idea? And how am I going to do this? The Holy Spirit will help you. Because he called you for that. He made and I opened up a door for you for that. He gave you skill and ability. You didn't even know you had the skill and ability. Ten years ago, you said, I never could do something like this. But God gave you skill. He gave you ability. He gave you know-how in order to get the job done. And here you are doing stuff you thought in high school you would never do. You get sermon notes right now. And my English grades do not even come close to sermon notes. My English grades, my English, what I made in high school, y'all. You would not want to see none of my sermon notes from high school. <laughs> You're like, this brother would never get out of English. You would never do But I thank God, God gave me help. Gave me a, a wife with a helpmate that can help me put together sermon notes. A daughter can put together. I mean, they got all the English skills. I got the math side of it. Okay, hallelujah. We help us one to another. So you think you can't do something? You can't go by your high school transcript whether or not you can do something or not. Well, I can't do this in high school. High school went over 20 years ago. High school went over five years ago. High school went over six months ago. It's over. You can still do all things through Christ who strengthened you. God calls you for that. He called you. See, what he called you is bigger than what you got going on in you. What Mary was called to was bigger than what was going on in her. Can you imagine what Mary had to think about? I'm carrying a baby. Some people say she's in the neighborhood of 14, 15, 16 years old. First child, and now you got a child by the Holy Spirit. I don't even know she even had the Bible. It's clear that she, this was her first child. She was a virgin. First child, and the first one come by the Holy Spirit. And now she got a raisin. With her husband want to put her away. And we're talking about we want to be blessed, <laughs> highly favored of the Lord. This was her blessing, highly favored of the Lord. But you see how she stood still and, and the word carried her just like she carried that word? That's how you get through stuff like that. That's how faith comes by hearing. And you don't think I got the ability. I got little faith. I got little faith. I'm fretting. I'm upset and I'm so forth. Well, faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. What did Mary hear? She heard a messenger. 
Each Sunday we get a messenger that gives us a message that calls our faith to grow, that calls our faith to be developed, to cause our faith to mature so in turn we can be better than what we started out. And it doesn't stop with one message. God keeps giving us messages during the weeks in our devotion time, in our prayer time. He causes us our faith to grow and to develop and to increase. And here we are. We started out with little faith, but now our faith is grown. I can imagine Mary's faith was probably through the roof. Can you imagine by the time she got to that first party they had, one of the first parties they talk about in the Bible? Uh, just tell, Whatever he tell you to do, go ahead and do it. <laughs> Her faith was up there. Her faith was up there. After everything that Mary went through, you think turning water into wine was something to Mary? (laughs) After everything you've been through in 2022, you ought to be going to 2023 as a faith walker. I'm talking about walking by faith, not by sight. They're talking about, hey, hey, we got a new promotion for you. Hey, bring it on. I got a new business for you. Bring it on. I got a new project for you. Bring it on. Because I'm a faith walker. After everything you went through in 2019 through 2020, 2021, 2022, you ought to be ready for it now. You haven't been through COVID. You haven't been through fear. You have conquered fear. You have been through lack and unbelief. You've been through all every news report. You have been through everything you've been through. And here you are, still here. Why are you wondering about what you're going through? After everything you've been through, and you still wondering if God is with you? And you still wondering, Mary, if God going to do this, that, and the other? You don't even read nowhere where Mary get upset about anything that Joseph was doing. You don't read any of it. I mean, I don't read it. You might have read it, but I don't read anything. She was a faith walker. She walked by faith and not by sight. She had that word. She was carrying the word. She was carrying that word, and we gotta be, we gotta carry that word too. And not only we gotta carry that word, we gotta let the word carry us too. We gotta let the word carry us too. Let me give you one last quick example before going to my next point. I almost forgot about, I thought it was pretty good. I know some of you remember the poem, Footprints in the Sand. Footprints in the Prince talks about when they were walking along, and the man was walking, they saw four footprints, there were four, excuse me, they were, got to the end of the rope. I'm skipping a few few points here, a few lines. But the man looked back. He was with Jesus. And he looked back and he saw four, four footprints at some time in his life. But he looked back over some of the hard times of his life. And he said, I only see, I only see two footprints, Lord. He said, well, and he, he thought about this was the difficult times in his life. This was the times he went through heartaches and through trouble and so forth. And he said, why do I only see Two footprints, Lord. Did you leave me when I was going through the most difficult time of my life? He said, no, son. This is when I carried you. This is when I carried you. And I wonder how many times in our life where there's only two footprints. And we thought God left us when he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And what did God do? Say, hey, I carried you. And I admit, God, you probably carried me through in those times. Because, you know, when you're being carried by God, you won't feel like you're being carried. Y'all missed that, didn't you? Pray for, pray for us. Because sometimes when I'm going through my roughest trial, I'm like, God, where everybody is? Where everybody, won't nobody call you? Won't nobody text you? Won't nobody reach out to you? But those are the times where God carried us. And how many times has God carried us? And you know we carried you. Because you know your friends, friends didn't do it. Your loved ones didn't do it. Nobody's strong enough to carry you through those difficult times. Only one is strong enough to carry you. And his name is J-E-S-U-S. Jesus. <laughs> wow. Let me finish this, y'all. I, I, that, that get me excited, y'all. That get me excited. Let me go to... Uh, point number four. I believe that God will, with God, all things are possible. Luke 1 and 37. With God, nothing, not a single thing will be impossible, cannot be done. God gives you the ability to do it, the strength to accomplish it. I want to be a faith walker with signs following. 
Signs following. And I'm not following the sign, but the signs are following me. I'm carrying the word into every situation of my life as a faith walker. Signs that Christ is overshadowing me. Signs that the word is manifesting in me. Signs that God is carrying me. Signs my faith is growing. And signs is an indicator or a manifestation that I'm persuaded in my faith that whatever God says, I have confidence to say, let it be to me according to your word. If God says you're healed, let it be to me according to your word. He says you're an overcomer. Let it be to me according to your word. He says, I can do it seemingly abundantly above anything you ask or think according to the power that works in you. Let it be to me according to your word. Whatever God says, I believe it and I'm going to say, let it be to me according to your word. If God makes your promise through his word, You ain't got to fight it. You ain't got to wonder if God can carry it out. You just say, hey, let it be to me according to your word. Yeah, yeah, you can ask God, hey, how how can this be? Seeing I don't know a man. That's a good question, man. Thank you. Four four people got that. That's a good question. But whatever God says, let it be to me according to your word. I'm not fighting it. I'm not arguing with it. I'm not saying God can't do it because with God, all things are possible. You know what's powerful to me when he made that statement to um, Mary? Notice he said, Elizabeth, your cousin, she's six months pregnant with a boy. Well, how do you know that? There wasn't an ultrasound back then. You see, y'all missed that. Y'all missed that. You got to get that. How did he know? How did he know if he wasn't from God? And they call her barren. And you know she's pregnant. (laughs) They say he broke. And you know he's going to start a business. (laughs) They say the doctor gave up on him. But he was barren. She was barren. And she she didn't have a boy. She's six months pregnant. (laughs) Woo! And can you imagine when Elizabeth saw that boy come out? Okay. Because God will give you a word with signs following. (laughs) Just to show you that what he told you six months ago is going to come to pass. He'll show you something. On TV, down the street, or your kid folks' house, anywhere else. He'll show you something to let you know that what I told you two years ago, I ain't forgot about it. What I told you two months ago, I ain't forgot about it. What I told you gonna be debt free, I ain't forgot about it. I told you you're gonna be healed, I ain't forgot about it. I told you you're gonna be delivered, I ain't forgot about it. I told you you're gonna be the head and not the tail, I ain't forgot about it. I know they gave up on you. I know they said they're gonna not go make it. But I'll give you a sign to show you I ain't forgot about you. Woo! You ain't got to get too close, Bible. Look at somebody and tell them, I ain't forgot. He, God ain't forgot about you. God ain't forgot about you. He, he ain't forgot about your healing. He ain't forgot about your deliverance. He ain't forgot about your house. He ain't forgot about your car. He ain't forgot about your prosperity. He ain't forgot about, he ain't forgot about it. He ain't forgot about it. I'm trying to quit, you I'm trying to quit. But you just last scripture, Mark 16. 17 and 18. And these signs will follow those who believe. These marks, these miracles will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. For they drink any de- deadly thing, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Faith walkers, let us finish 2022, strong, mighty, powerful, confidence in God's written and revealed word. With the signs follow us as we continue to mature, to grow, to prosper in Jesus.
Mary had the signs following her. And we're going to have, we got the signs following us too as well. And let me say this to you. I just feel led to say say to somebody in my spirit, God has not forgot about what he promised you. God has not forgot what he promised you. I don't know if it was a dream. I don't know if it's something that just lost in your spirit. He has not forgotten about it. And like Mary, let us make this declaration. In fact, repeat this after me. Let it be. According to you. Excuse me. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me make sure I get it right. I was about to say it wrong. I was about to say it wrong. I was about to say it wrong. I want to make sure I say it right. Repeat this after me. Let it be to me according to your word. Again, let it be to me according to your word. In Jesus' name we pray. We pray that you have been blessed and inspired by today's message. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your prayer requests and testimonies to our website at OCCVR.org. That's OCCVR.org. We would like to invite you to partner with us as we share the gospel all around the world. Just go to our website at OCCVR.org. Click on the Give button to give online. Or you can utilize text to give Text GIVE to the number 770-692-2225. That's 770-692-2225. Join us on our YouTube channel, subscribe to our podcast, and connect with us on social media. We also invite you to join us in a live service. We're located at 3097 South Van Wert Road in Villarica, Georgia. Visit our website for more details at OCCVR.org. Until next time, remember, without a vision, the people perish. See you next time for more Heaven Bound with Pastor Richard D. Dobbs of Overcomers Christian Center in Villarica, Georgia.